Yep, <laughs> still holds. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there for home loan solutions that fit your life. Rocket can no more. Just throw in the towel. No more Broncos games on primetime. Can't do it. And you know what? There used to be the acronym for the Jets was just end the season. I think that's what we need for the Broncos. I don't want to watch any more of this. Like, they need another offseason. They need to get healthy. Until further notice, everyone just turned their back from Broncos games. It's not worth it. It's just over. You're going to miss the Broncos when they're gone. You, When <laughs> no, they play I on primetime, you are guaranteed to have a last-second game. As our buddy Kevin Clark always says, there's never been a normal Russell Wilson game. Oh, there never true. will be. <laughs> Every game is overtime. Everything is weird. No, I mean, but I have the Chargers for that. I'm not turning my back on the Chargers, even though there were a few reasons I could have turned my back on them last night. The Chargers always give me weird games. I can get weird games but, elsewhere. I don't need Ru- the Broncos. Russell Wilson's the all-time weird game. I mean, yeah, that's true. He's, in primetime, has there ever been a normal Russell Wilson game? It's never happened. It never will happen. I, I just think... The fact that the Broncos aren't losing all these games by 30 points gives me incredible hope for optimism because how could things go worse? They blow the first three games because Melvin Gordon fumbles and Nathaniel Hackett can't decide what to do. And now... Well, Russ wasn't exactly amazing in those games. No, no, no. But Nathaniel Hackett's, by all accounts grown as a head coach where now it's the opposite where he punts the ball more than any other coach in the NFL. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, because he's never, but he's not really in position to go busy. Obviously saw nothing in his quarterback. It, it's a confusing situation, but they're still in games. Could you buy even a little bit of optimism for the fact that they're two and four and they've had two overtime losses and they can nothing could possibly. They can't Is this an against the grain segment? No, yeah. absolutely not. You don't think it'll get better in any way if I Russ mean, is healthy? Where are we starting from? We're starting from negative. I mean, it looked like it was getting better when the game started last yeah. night, and he was perfect, ten for ten. They end the drive with a touchdown, and it was like little did we know that was Haley's comet of the offense <laughs> for them. It's like once every seventy-five years. No, the reason why I'm not optimistic about the Broncos right now is because. With a defense that's playing as well as they're playing, they should they should be winning these games. I mean, yeah. they you can blame injuries. Every team has injuries. When you waste these kind of performances mm. defensively and the amount of penalties, I mean, any day now, guys, any day you can start to clean that stuff up, and they're just not doing it. I mean, you had Justin Herbert who was picking on a rookie corner last night until finally they went away from him. It was just bad all around. Well, the defense was great, but Russell Wilson started off 10 for 10. They didn't see the ball for what felt like 45 minutes of real time. They could not get the Chargers off the field. How many times did they see the ball in overtime? Well, by overtime, it was... (laughs) Three different drives? Right, but you have to admit... like Before the the muff punt, and finally the Chargers put him away? But you know what I'm talking about. It was 10 for 10, and then he completely disappeared for the whole first half. The Chargers stayed on the field again and again. At one point, they were like 11 for 13 on third down because... Yes, the Broncos look great, but they were holding the receivers on every single play. I don't I don't think they were quite as good as everyone says. The Chargers are terrible too, by the way. The yeah, Chargers, the Chargers are, are as big good. a mess as the Broncos. Yeah. So That's it's actually it's it's pretty shocking. Okay. It's, it's kind of alarming. I know that we all know that Justin Herbert is definitely playing through an injury, but it is bad. So maybe maybe the next overtime game, the opposing guy muffs a punt. All the punts felt like dangerous situation. There are about four close to muff punts there at the end. So uh, at some point, a bounce is going to go their way. It has to. 
They're okay, gonna be but in, what does that mean? Like, that okay, means if so they can even, stay in close games, they're going to start winning some games. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I get what you're talking about. Things will even out generally if you believe in football gods and stuff like yes, that. Yes, totally. But I, I'm not so sure because the coach adds a wrinkle to this where maybe if you could expect like proficient coaching, then maybe the numbers and the gods end up sort of evening out. But you can't expect that with Hackett. I mean, and he's just one of their problems. But will you agree with me now that he's he's a problem? Like this no, is it, right? I, well, I didn't see any. No, no, no. He was not the problem last night, though. I never. I didn't walk away from it unless he is a game player. The obvious problem with last night was the offensive line just was. Not even there. I don't even... There were guys just running at Russell. It was, hike. I'm going to chase after you with everything I have with no interference whatsoever. <laughs> there were sacks that Russell Wilson took that was like, that must be the easiest sack I've ever yeah. seen someone get in the NFL, notwithstanding, you know, Michael Strahan and Brett Favre. Right. I, it kind of looked the other way. Justin Herbert also took some of those sacks. It felt like the offensive line just vacated. But, okay, look at these... Here are the opposing coaches they have coming up. So it's not like he goes up against the Algonquin roundtable of coaches. <laughs> he has... Next week, he has the Jets. Robert Sala, pretty good. After that, Jacksonville, Doug Peterson, Tennessee. Then he gets Josh McDaniels, uh, whoever's coaching Carolina. John Harbaugh in Baltimore. There's going to be... John co- Harbaugh is a Hall of Famer compared got, to Nathaniel Hackett. He will coach Nathaniel Hackett into the ground. John Harbaugh has made... Some of the worst fourth quarter decisions in the history of the NFL so far. Oh, this season. I agree with you. But John Harbaugh last week was also get going against a guy who was his former defensive coordinator for the last decade. Right. Of course, that was going to be difficult. Don't we rip Nathaniel Hackett for fourth quarter decisions? Isn't that what we're talking about? Oh my gosh, I feel like you can rip Nathaniel Hackett for a million things. Oh, I, I thought also, it was mostly that. Because Harbaugh, the game been, management is 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 bad, no doubt about it. The yeah. game management is bad. But, but he's no, no. He's got that old guy up in the booth. He's figured all yeah, that out. That old guy's figured it out. You took him off the couch. You guys literally were tired down. In Florida, and now he's going to be your analytics guru? I, Great game plan. I mean, I, Did you I come res- away last night worried about Hackett? I'm worried about everything. I'm worried <laughs> about all of it. Yes, I'm worried about Hackett. I'm worried about Hackett. I'm worried about Russell Wilson. I'm worried about... So who's running back now? Latavius Murray? Yeah, but, okay. love Latavius Murray. Okay, everyone loves themselves a little Latavius Murray. Yeah, you got to bring in Latavius Murray. But you bench Melvin Gordon because he's not going to he's not going to break into Latavius Murray's carries. But when Javante Williams was healthy, no problem having Melvin Gordon in there. Like, where's the logic? I just don't understand wow. what's going on. I know Melvin Gordon fumbles, but you still had him coming in, taking carries away from your obviously best running back. That's a pass, sunken cost. I mean, it's clearly, the they immediately got better when Melvin Gordon got off the field. He obviously is just so scared of fumbling the ball, he can't even run for a first down. <laughs> He's terrible. So, every and they got, I mean, they had their big weapon back last night. Now, hold on, I have to look up his name again. It <laughs> yeah. Is, oh, yeah. He's a, he's a wide receiver. I know, he's a tight end with incredible moss. He caught the first touchdown. I never heard of him, but he came back last night. Dulcich or something? Yeah, the the rookie. Yeah, oh, dude. From UCLA, who had like 50 people in the crowd. Greg Dulcich. Oh, man. Now that he's back, his picture is marvelous, too. Now that he's back, why? I mean, it's just a matter of time before him and Russ get it cooking. Maggie, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you're, why you're giving up on this team. <laughs> I know. What am I thinking? I'm <laughs> and, crazy. Uh, Jerry Judy's would... complaining, why doesn't Russ throw me the ball on the sideline? And meanwhile, he does. Jerry, just, you're so clueless. And by the way, if you could run the right route just once, if you could maybe flatten on your route so Russ doesn't have to throw into the defense just one, maybe run one good route the entire game, any of your receivers. Troy Aikman, it was Troy last night, not yeah. Herbie. Yeah. I thought Troy Aikman was going to run <laughs> yes. down the field and coach those receivers. 
They do not know how to run around. So, so what had, is going on? You with had those a great guys? tweet last yeah. night, and it was so true. Like, why is Jerry Judy always seem surprised to be getting the ball? Either that, or he's just completely not looking. There were a I couple no where it was just like, oh, was that to me? Oh, I'm sorry. Am I out here? Am I playing wide receiver? It's like, wow. This and, and I can't blame yeah. Nathaniel Hackett for this offense looking discombobulated. I think also he's he's a former offensive coordinator and is an offensive minded head coach. Yeah, but the, I do think you could also say maybe the talent's not what we thought. I don't know if Judy's. Got what, it. What's the talent on the New York Giants right now? Please tell me the talent on the New York Giants and tell me the about the same in terms of people that they faced. In fact, the Giants have probably faced a better team in beating the Packers and beating the Ravens. And that's a first-year head coach who has less talent, and they're 5-1. and one. I mean, the Jets, the freaking Jets just went in and beat the Packers. I can't buy that because I've seen other coaches who have done more with not as much talent, nearly as much talent as the Broncos, even if Russell Wilson has a bad hand. Yeah, I mean, maybe the Broncos can learn a lesson, go full wildcat like the Giants and the Jets <laughs> to just sell their quarterback. I mean, when Russell was moving in the first half, they looked pretty good, but... That was like one drive. Drive. Yeah, then the second drive. I mean, I think he, how many drives did he have in the first half? Three, maybe? I mean, listen, that's going to yeah. happen sometimes. Yeah, I think the whole thing was a complete disaster. Now, if he got an MRI on his hamstring today, if he's out for a while, that doesn't even bother me. I think <laughs> it's the same team. I think the Broncos. <laughs> I think everyone the Broncos could use are gonna a be, break. They had 11 da- days to get ready yeah. for this game, and that's what you got. They're going to be, yeah, I know. The first drive looked amazing. Okay, but then after that, the other team adjusts, and then you need the other adjustment, and the game keeps going after the first drive. Do you think they'll be a better team by the end of the year? If they're not, I I, I mean, that's just like logical, right, that they would become better yeah, because mean, guys would get more comfortable in what they're doing. So- they've lost four games by 18 points. They've been to overtime twice against playoff teams, the Colts and the Chargers. There is reason to think that they could at least crawl back to be a 500 team. I'm not expecting playoffs. I've given up on that. Yeah. I'm just saying that, you know, funny things happen in high altitude. Some of the bounces <laughs> are going to go their way at some okay, point. So I'm not trying to argue that they're going to no, challenge gonna, the Bills no, and the Chiefs. Playoff, the playoffs are, are gone. Um, that would just be such a miracle at this point. Hmm. But, no, this is the problem with what's going on with the Broncos is that I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, and this season is going to sink lower and lower and lower, and especially if Russell's really injured. So then what happens? Well, then you finish with a terrible record, and guess where your first draft, your first round draft pick is going next year? Yeah, Seattle. Right to Seattle. Well, okay. Right but- to the place where Russell Wilson, to be honest, like so far through six weeks, whatever we're through, through six weeks, this move has backfired on him big time. I know he wanted Super Bowls. I think he wanted MVPs. We've talked about this before. Yeah. What were his real reasons for leaving Seattle? And I know Seattle's 3-3 three and three right now, so it's not like they're on their way to the Super Bowl. But they it's clear his receivers are better in Seattle. It's clear that Pete Carroll is, is Lombardi compared to Nate Hackett. And I think Russ has got to be feeling a little bit of, like, mm. a little buyer's remorse or whatever because – this move so far has totally backfired. That I on paper, yeah, everything you said is true. <laughs> yeah. I just don't get the feeling that Russ wanted Cares. to be in Seattle anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, I everyone's it. entitled to a fresh start. S- Seattle but. was a long time. I, I think yeah. you're right. The two no, situations. Clearly, the defense yeah. obviously didn't love him. We know that now because everyone on the Legion of Boom has access to a microphone. Yeah. Can't stop ripping Russell Wilson. Yeah, I just think Seattle that that ship at Seattle with Russell Wilson. And the, here's the question: Is Russell Wilson any good anymore? That's that's a very legit question. It doesn't matter where he is; he's the problem. But. I think we got to give it more time. I mean, it's been six games at a new team. They give them a little time to build around Russell Wilson, design a team around maybe three years. 
three years feels like eternity. I mean, so last year, you said Kevin Durant was washed. And I looked at you and I was like, you're mm. going to regret that take. <laughs> but I'm not sure. You, I mean, you are going to regret that take. But oh, I, am I really? I understood where you're coming from because they had just gotten swept by the Boston Celtics. And also, too, they're probably going to do something stupid at some point this year. <laughs> Russell Wilson, this feels like the end. Especially if he does have a hamstring injury. Not the end, like his career is going to end. But this feels like we've seen his best days. Like it has already peaked. Okay. And what happens if he misses, I don't know, hamstrings are tricky. Yeah. You know, they can, it's not like an easy injury to get over. Yeah, honestly, in the short term, they'll probably be a little better. <laughs> if they put in another quarterback who can run and not pull up Gimpy. Yeah, I think. Brett Rippon? Yeah, I, I was surprised at their depth chart there. There's got to be some secret quarterback we don't know about. But <laughs> yeah. they can't be worse. Uh, I mean, some secret quarterback's going to come in and save the day? Listen, I'm You know every you, backup quarterback who's out there? It's a funky, funky division. It's a funky place to play. Something weird could happen where they fight back. Also, they have no incentive to play for a draft pick, so they'll probably be going balls to the wall their yeah. last five games. And What does that look game. like exactly? It because looks like was, winning, it, was last night balls It looks to like the winning 17-13. Instead of losing 17-13. Well, listen, that's fine. If you you have a good defense, it's okay. But That's the Russell have, Wilson's career. <laughs> I, I, I was told it was going to be different this time. Yeah, I know. Okay. I've, I, you're, I can't argue you on that. Listen, I'm not going to say the Russ Wilson for MVP train <laughs> left the station a long time <laughs> yes, ago. I'm not going to say that. Is he the last one to know, too? I mean, right. I know he's injured now, but is Russ the last one to get the memo on it? I, just, I am not ready to end the guy's career. Not ending his career. I think he is peaked. Yeah, I'm not ready to say that yet. You think he's going to get back to even higher levels than what? No, we saw? I think he's going to get close back to the peak. I, I think that I think he has a good chance at some point to be the old Russ. Right now, it's not there. No. Um. Yeah. Listen, you're you're probably on the safer stance here, but well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I would, when when you bet on a, a decade of evidence to the contrary, just, yeah, this looks bad. I just wonder this. Can a mobile quarterback stay effective into his mid 30s? I just assume Russell Wilson was. He's got this extra gear that I figured would get, not go away, but it feels like it's going away. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You are welcome to weigh in on the Broncos and on Russell Wilson. I'd love to hear from some Broncos fans. We heard from them a lot in the offseason, Perloff. A lot. Oh, and is that a shot at Broncos fans right no, there? No, I'm just saying we heard a lot from them in the offseason about how exciting this team was going to be. And I'm not here because I want to rub it in your faces. Nothing like that. I'm just curious how they're feeling. Will you can we acknowledge the fact that they lost Garrett Bowles, they lost Javante Williams, they lost Tim Patrick? That played plays into this. Oh, it's tough. Yeah, I mean I Yeah, I mean it's an excuse. I'm I i you know how I am. Tough I, excuse I'm an when your quarterback's making forty five million. I'm an incredible excuse maker for quarterbacks. <laughs> I am one of the all time. Can you do this for other people and like can people call you like yeah, listen, yeah. Perloff, I really need to get out of no, this dinner I, tonight. I'm what do so, you have for me? Yeah, yeah. Well, your left tackle is injured. <laughs> You're only dependable. I mean, Tim Patrick was the best receiver on that team. I know Cortland Sutton's explosive. Tim Patrick was the only solid dude, you know, because Case was in Denver. And no, it was the same exact team. Garrett Bowles had about 14 holding goals a game. They do the <laughs> well, same thing. he's gone dumb, now, and they're still I don't know why. There's like a like dumb crazy. DNA. And I see the receivers run routes, and you can see they're so soft. They run right into the cornerback every time. Did you look at the, the behind the scenes of Russ when they put the camera behind him? It's not like there are open guys he's missing. There's one in four yards that, like, Jeff Schwartz going off on Twitter. But that offense is broken. You're probably right, Nathaniel Hackett. It's got to design plays a little better, but they're going to figure it out, Maggie. They're going to figure it out. And if you're in a pinch, call me and I'll make up excuses for <laughs> I you. I love this. Like, can you make up excuses for everyone? I 
didn't realize you had the secret talent. You're great at this it. This could be a cool new business for Perloff. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, well, I was a paralegal. Lies I almost became LLC. a lawyer. <laughs> I almost became a lawyer. I could have been on 60 Minutes defending yeah, like a big corporation. Yeah. I got your big jingle. Big tobacco, I got your back. I got your jingle. Who are you going to call? Perloff. No, never mind. It doesn't work. <laughs> Mm. Who are you going to call? Back to the work. Yeah, no? Back to the left. Yeah, I get it. It's a Ghostbusters No, we got it. Right? We definitely got it the first time. We just Who are you going to call? Call Perloff. There you go. Yeah, I need na, an extra na. syllable on there. That's catching on. It's like it's like the Costanza song from Seinfeld. Remember? Yeah. Costanza. <laughs> I think it's it's almost like a local law firm. You know, yes. if you've been injured in an accident, call Perloff. Yeah. Perloff, Perloff, and Perloff. <laughs> well, it's we just are having, him picking up three phones. We, we, we are having Amy Dash on the show we later. Are, yeah. uh, and she, I <laughs> think she gets show. secretly mad when I brag about being a paralegal. I hope she knows I'm kidding. I think that she pities you. <laughs> 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Yes, Amy will join us in uh, later on the last hour of the show because there is a looming court date for Jerry Jones that nobody is talking about. We'll get to that later on in the show. Coming up next, of course, we see you guys on the phones. Your calls about Russell Wilson and the Broncos. We'll take your Chargers calls too because that was how do they keep winning these games I, I, they deserve to lose last week to the Browns they deserve to lose this week too and yet they come away with a win coming up Aaron Rodgers explains why the Packers have struggled we have that for you 855-212-4CBS 855-212-4227 more Maggie and Perloff right after this don't move there you go little Perloff music LCD yeah. sound system on tour right now all my friends are going to see them. I am not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a flex. I got. I actually got invited to Sebastian Pumpkins tomorrow night at the Garden. Go. Couldn't do it. Why not? Uh, we don't have a babysitter. I was going to say, you got a big Phillies game I got invited. So you've, been, you've been watching the Phillies oh. for 30 seconds, and now you can't leave your house? I got invited to another thing tonight, a huge movie premiere, and also couldn't go because I don't have a babysitter, but you my wife is going. You know what's crazy yeah. about that? Yeah. Is that we live in this really big city? Yeah, that there's lots of babysitters. No, you can't trust any babysitter. It's called the good. <laughs> but this is the amazing part about tonight's movie thing. It's the Good Nurse on Netflix. Guess who one of the stars is? He's a former NFL player. Oh, give me a hint. He's super handsome. He got paid. He's a defensive back who got paid in the early. And 2000- now he's a now he's a full time actor. Namdi Asma. Yes, he's gonna be there. He is Thank so you. cool. Yeah, Namdi Asma. Yeah, yeah. I mean, would you love to meet Namdi Asma? So I wanted to go. With my wife's going. I was. I'm like, you could talk to Namdi Asma, but don't talk to him for too long. You know, what I mean, don't Whatever look into those eyes. Sarah. I mean, yeah. he's married to Kerry Washington, I think. So I think they're. Every, I think everyone's doing okay. Is what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying there. I mean, yeah. you know, I, uh, I'm sure he gladly leave her. Kerry Washington, life, but... Andrew Perloff. Yeah, <laughs> one thing is not like the other. Okay. I mean, I think everyone's just good where they are. Uh, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We're talking about the Broncos. Oof, another just brutal game last night for the offense, for the offense. The defense had a lot of penalties, but they were keeping the Chargers in check and then some. Uh, We've got a lot to do. Let's first go to Sean, who's in Oregon, who wants to remind us about a show bet. Hey, Sean, how are you? Hey, how are you guys doing? We're doing great. I had a feeling you were going to call in today. Hey, uh, it's not looking too good for uh, the Broncos and Coach Hackett especially. No. You know, this is an offensive coordinator. You know, and the defense is holding up their end. And you think with this coach coming in, you, you'd think they'd at least be able to score 
more than 15 points a game. That's their average right Well, now. no, no, no. Let's be fair, Sean. They have 16 I am. points well, a you game. Know, and then, 16. Then I'll even be more fair. You know what I'm going to say is 16. You know, a good coach will make um, adjustments in the second half, and that's why this team is averaging 5.6 points a game in the second yeah. half. No, I know. No, they, he's, he's getting – he's thoroughly getting out coach. I mean, what did Wilson have last night? He had like nine net yards in the second half. I mean, well, it was look, brutal. The, the team got penalized 150 yards. So, I mean, that's not blamed on Russell Wilson either. I mean, look, this is the third time this team's been penalized over 100 yards. How about that? Wilson, three for 11 on passes in the second half for 15 yards after halftime. But, I mean, Good okay. Grief. But look around it's their depth brutal. chart. Are you seeing a lot of talent there? Yeah, I mean, but again, I'll just bring up the New York Giants. Look I, at the Giants depth chart. You can't name half of those guys, and look at what they're doing. Yeah, but I mean, those are first string guys. Wait till and they're five and one now. Wait till some of those guys start getting hurt. We'll see what they do. I mean, you might be right. Look at this. The line is definitely like obviously we knew there was going to be an issue with the line coming into the season for the Broncos, and now it's they have no chance. Now that being said, it's no excuse, and we should have seen this coming. Tons we did. Of teams have you and really I both said we were both hearing like the Broncos line is not that good, and it's really bad. So, Sean, the show bet was Dolphins versus Broncos, right? Who was going to have right. more wins? And I got some smoked coho. Was it that's what you wanted? Was the smoked coho or or the uh, smoked sockeye? It was the smoke sockeye, and then Perloff was going to send you something from New York slash Philadelphia that we haven't decided yet. Like exactly. frozen so cheesesteaks or something. Yeah, frozen cheesesteaks. That's where it was. From Ishka Bibbles or wherever Perloff likes. Yeah, something like that. First of all, well, frozen cheesesteak sounds awful. It's, it's not, looking, not looking too good for you this year. Well, Sean, I mean, mm. I'm with you because, and thank you for the call as always, I'm with you because I'm not a big believer in the Broncos, but it's not like the Dolphins have been gangbusters here. I mean down to their third-string quarterback, concussion issues with Tua and with Teddy Bridgewater. It hasn't been a walk in the park. They've lost three straight. It hasn't been a walk in the park. Yeah, the Dolphins have this crazy easy schedule, though. Like, I think Skylar Thompson could win. They have uh, Steelers, Lions, Bears, Browns, Texans. That's arguably... That's five of the worst eight teams in the league. So yeah, that's the NFL equivalent of like landing on a soft pillow. So, but then again, like I just like I have trouble believing Tua is going to be healthy enough to last even that five game stretch. I do not know what's going to happen with that team. All I know is I don't want to watch Tua get another concussion. You know, I just don't want to do that as a fan. Oh, this is fun. Uh, Mark in Ohio has a has a something special for Perloff. Now we were just talking about if Perloff actually started a law firm. What would be the jingle? Mark, you've got something for us? Hello? Hi, Mark. Mark, are you all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Do you need hey, a lawyer uh, right now? It sounds like you just fell down 10 stories. Oh, no, I'm at the scrapyard, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Nice. Pick us up something. <laughs> um, so, what do you have a jingle for Brolov? Yeah, I have the whole commercial. He can make excuses. You say, uh, oh, yeah. So, wait, sorry, Mark. Let me who? set up for the audience who just joined us. Perloff okay, is excellent okay. at making excuses for people. And he said he's so good at this because he, he was almost a lawyer yeah. that he would have been excellent at making excuses and defending people. Mark's got a jingle. Go ahead, Mark. Right. You just say, who convinced Kevin Durant that Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons would be good uh, teammates? Who convinced the Denver Broncos that to trade for Russell Wilson? Don't just call off. Pearl off. Okay. <laughs> okay. Was it don't just call off Pearl off? Is that what he said? He hung up back to the scrapyard. Um, don't just call off Pearl off. Is that what he said? 
You can go back. Don't just call off. Pearl off. I kind of figured, yeah, I wasn't sure. I thought there'd be more insults toward me in that song. So I came out kind of happy about that. <laughs> but I don't want to be linked You're to bringing... yourself. I don't want to be linked to bringing Russell Wilson to Denver and Kyrie to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you're going to make any money off of this sports excuses business, you got to, you think you're going to get the easy ones? Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, Johnny Cochran could not help <laughs> Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn. That one I'm not touching. I could help Russ, but trust me, there's a, a line too far. You need a dream team. Uh, Rich is in Chicago, wants to talk about the Broncos. Hey, Rich, how are you? Oh, well, you know, the only reason I want to talk about, I'm great. The only reason I want to talk about the, uh, the Broncos is I finally found a team with the worst offense in the Bears. The word sighted. <laughs> you know, hey. they both have prevent offenses, not prevent. <laughs> that's cute. That's, that's actually what we call them, the prevent offense. But the one thing I wanted to, to, to point out, all kidding aside, is I think they've got a two-year window. They gave away the ranch. Think about what they gave up for Wilson. It's better than the Herschel Walker debacle trade in 89-90 with yep. the Cowboys and Vikings. They have a total of eight players between draft picks, first and second rounders, and I think there's four or five of those, and a late-round pick, and then four players. Seattle robbed them blind, and they gave Wilson a seven-year deal, and he's 112 years old. Look, <laughs> the worst of his life, and they might have a two-year window max. Now, you tell me. You got to have new ownership. They're asleep, and they've got the worst coach in the NFL. So how can you be a Denver fan? It's so bleak right now. And oh, Rich, I, thank you so much for the call. Six games in, Russell Wilson's thirty-three, not one hundred and twelve. This is a it's a ten-year window for him to figure this out. They could trip in this. What is it at the? Con- I don't know. It's some gigantic contract. No, I know it's a huge contract. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly what's real and what's not real in the contract. The you know, front loaded, whatever. It doesn't matter. He's going to be there for a long, long time. And yeah, you're talking about the. The 2022 first round pick, which obviously just happened, 2023 first round pick. You've got the, uh, sorry, you had a 2022 first and second round pick and a fifth, a 2023 first round and a second round pick. And then Noah Fan, Shelby Harris, and Drew Locke. And those were the details of the trade. And then to add the money on top of it is just such a killer right now. And I agree with Rich. I, ownership, yeah. I, I love this ownership group. Did you see them last night hanging out with Lewis Hamilton? That was. <laughs> That, okay, they can keep good company. I, apparently, he's part of the ownership group. I didn't even know this. Oh, so yeah, yeah no, the, that makes sense. The Walmart owner and Lewis Hamilton are yucking it up during the game. I yeah. like their attitude. Were They're they, seeing the big picture, Maggie. They were just going to say yuck once they saw what was on the field. They because, weren't even watching on the field because they understand this is not this is a marathon, not a sprint. Yes, Nathaniel Hack has not quite figured it out, so they'll move on to a new coach. It's no problem here. Listen, the the owner of the team didn't even know how to pronounce Roger Goodell's last name. Do you think this is someone who's really invested in the football side of things? I think I don't think he was, but I think he likes being on camera and TV. And who cares? He's got more money than anyone else in the league. He's fine. Yeah, but in a salary cap sport, you also have to be smart. Yeah, and, well, and the smarter is if you're an owner, have nothing to do with the salary cap. Let your football people do it. Okay, but. Right now, I the uh, the Bronco fans in my life are calling for George Payton to yeah. be ousted tomorrow. No problem. Yeah, they, they've. I like I said, they have a long marriage with Russell Wilson. We're going to figure this out, Maggie. This is not panic time yet. Yeah, this season might be lost. That's all right. The Chiefs are too good anyway. Just look at the bigger picture. Can you believe Russell's only thirty three? I thought he was older. 
We've said this about everyone who was on the Legion of Boom and in that era. Oh, all, I know. Earl Thomas is older. still 33. Richard Sherman's like 28. It's bizarre. Wait, wait. How old is Richard Sherman? You're just kidding, he, right? No, he's like 33. He's, he's No. I think he is. He's 34. He just And he just turned 34 on March 30th. Wow. I know. Google Twitter on that one. All uh-huh. the Legion of Boom. A lot younger than you would think. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Ooh, this is fun. Coming up next, one of our favorite guests is going to join us to play a little game we like to call, Are They a Good Coach? We're going to do that next. Time for CBS Sports Date. Sports Update. Pardon me. Blah. <laughs> Here's Rich Ackerman. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Still unpacking slash recovering from what we saw last night. Pretty bad. Pretty bad for the Denver Broncos and really not awesome for the LA Chargers either. Uh, Joining us now, Perloff, so excited about this, and I'm sure you're extra excited for our our next guest, Sheil Kapadia from The Ringer, formerly of The Athletic, now with The Ringer, hosting a new podcast for The Ringer called Philly Special, which you can find on Spotify. Sheil, congrats on the new gig. Thanks so much for making time for us today. Appreciate it, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Well, I mean, I'm surprised you can even like yeah. be on. I'm surprised you haven't spun off the earth like Perloff. You got the Eagles six and zero. You got the Phillies are in the NLCS starting tonight. 76ers tip off. Yeah, do you get paid extra? I mean, also <laughs> too, she'll just remember like there's some sensitivity in the room here during this interview. Yeah. Maggie's a Mets fan, so just you know, don't <laughs> use okay. big words. She's definitely she's still moping a little bit. It's for us Philly guys. It's all good. I know it's it's almost too much. Normally, I'm ready for NBA season to start, and this okay. week I'm like, wait, can we just delay that like a week or two? I've got the Phillies playing in what six of the next seven days potentially, and maybe more than that if they get to the World Series. Luckily, the Eagles are on their bye. But yeah, a lot of good good time to launch a Philly podcast uh, when we did for sure. <laughs> yeah, nice job on that. And uh, you know, we're so we're so worried for you. How are you going to watch all that sports, Shield? I think you're going to find your way through it. Uh, okay, so we want to play a little game with you because we think you're really good at identifying a, a lot of things, but sometimes Perloff and I can't tell if coaches are good or not. So we're going to play a little game called Is This Coach Any Good? with Shield Kapadia. So we don't have any music or anything, but just pretend it's a game show. It's okay, Stu. Let's start with our first coach, and this was someone we saw last night, Shield. Is Brandon Staley a good coach, yes or no? Uh, no, we haven't seen that yet. Now, I, I'm open to the possibility that he becomes a good head coach, but when you look at what he did last year and was so aggressive and was all about uh, using analytics for decision-making, and then you see what he did this, what he's done this year, and he's been all over the map. That's number one. Number two, part of being a great head coach is hiring a great staff, and they somehow have made Justin Herbert boring, which I didn't think was going to be possible, <laughs> but you watch that offense, and it's just like a snooze fest. What is going on here? And then the third thing with him, they spent all this money on defense. I know that defense played pretty well last night, but look at the first six games. It's not a good defense. So I don't know where he gives you an edge right now. So at this point, I would say no to Staley. You know, one thing I did hear on a Ringer podcast that he is a Russell Wilson whisperer. He's always completely owned him. So we saw that. I mean, who hasn't owned Russell Wilson? I, I could probably I could call some defenses that are going to have that offense in Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson <laughs> right now. So uh, give me a bigger sample. You know, so show me what he does against Patrick Mahomes this year and Josh Allen and whoever else they play uh, who are actually functioning offenses, 
and then we'll see what kind of whisper he is. He's shouting down Justin Herbert. That's something. There we <laughs> yeah. go. That's true. Yeah. I, I'll give him credit for that. Yes, he deserves yeah. credit for that. Nice job on that. Yeah, it was. Uh, it feels like the Broncos are perpetually starting in a third and long, which helps uh, helps your defense, you know, when you're going against someone like that. <laughs> Shokapati is the host of the new Ringer Philly special podcast. You can get it on Spotify. Okay, our next coach, are they any good? Josh McDaniels. Uh I would say no. Now, I was very skeptical of this hire when it happened. Like Some of these coaches, they do a great job of launching like a PR campaign when they're looking to get hired, and I thought that was the case with Josh McDaniels. Like All of a sudden, I was reading seven articles about how he's a changed man, and I'm like, wait, this is the guy who was just a complete disaster with the Broncos uh, back in the day and who has been aided by Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, and that's what he's built his reputation on, and now I'm supposed to believe that he's going to be this offensive genius. So, uh, I will say this. I actually think that team has had bad luck this year. Like, I don't think they're as bad as their record is. I actually think they've done some good things offensively. But, man, his, you know, I need to see his personality in terms of connecting with players now when that team's facing some adversity. That's not something I've seen in the past. So, no, he would not have been at the uh, top of my list. If you want him to be the OC in New England next to Belichick with Brady, sure, that's a good role for him. But as a head coach, I would say no. All right, Joe, we need a good one. How about Zach Taylor went to the Super Don't Bowl last year? Don't leave the witness, Perloff. Yeah, Come I'm, on. I'm just saying. This is Shields' opinion, it, not yours. Some proven experience. We actually don't know about Bengals coach Zach Taylor. What do you think? Yeah, I'm on the fence with him. If I had to choose, I would say maybe, but I would lean towards probably not. I mean, I don't know that I've seen it. It just feels like you watch that team and the good plays are either Joe Burrow doing something amazing or Jamar Chase doing something amazing. Like, I don't think they've maximized that offense yet. I mean, picture those pieces with somebody, you know, like an Andy Reid or a Sean Payton or, you know, whoever your favorite offensive coordinator in the NFL is, and you would think that it would be way more consistent. Now, I'm not going to crush him. You know, I think they've, they obviously got to the Super Bowl last year. The culture there uh, seems fine. I kind of just wish they had more answers offensively because I love Burrow I love Chase I feel like in the right hand those guys can really they should have a top five offense really every year those two guys are there and I've just seen too much uh, inconsistency there so I'm not sure exactly where he gives them an edge but I'm on the fence with him I I can't crush a guy he he did get to the Super Bowl last year okay we got a challenging one for you Packers coach Matt LaFleur Yes, I think Matt LaFleur is a good good coach. I will, I will give that one a yes. I think we've learned, like in the past two years, that dealing with Aaron Rodgers might not be the easiest thing <laughs> in the world. Being yeah. Aaron Rodgers' head coach, and I think he's navigated that pretty well. Now, they're going through a rough stretch. There's no doubt about it, but they had, what, three straight 13-win seasons? Like, it doesn't matter who your uh, quarterback is, what kind of talent you have. That's really hard to do. So I think he's navigated that Rodgers relationship. And a couple of years ago, Rodgers asked for the trade. I thought he navigated that uh, pretty well. I think his Achilles heel is probably he can't find a defensive coordinator. Again, so much of this is just hiring the right staff. And their defensive coordinator seems to be under fire every year. That defense is really underperforming. Uh, and I would blame the front office there. I mean, you know, I, I think their bed was made in the offseason when they trade Devontae Adams and do nothing uh, to replace him. So, yeah, I, I like LaFleur. I think he, he's absolutely a good head coach. You know, Sheila, we could do a whole segment just on the Packers. You know, the defense with all those first-round picks and all the talent hasn't lived up to the billing. But what about the offense? It just looked broken against the New York Jets. 
It did, and it was surprising the way it happened because they got a couple of their offensive linemen back. But if you watch that game, they just got pushed around up front. Like every possession, uh, there was pressure on Rodgers. And so that is definitely an issue. Like they've had these seasons in the past where they lose a couple offensive linemen. They bring in a couple guys you never heard of. And the offensive line, it's really good. Like their coaching there has been really good. But that wasn't the case last week. And then, like I said, I mean, to me, the Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams trades were so different because the Chiefs trade Tyreek Hill but they have a plan. All right, we're going to sign this guy. We're going to sign this guy. We're going to have a plan for how to replace him. We're going to change the offense. The Packers trade Devontae Adams, and they don't do anything. I mean, you look at these plays where opponents are playing man coverage. No one's getting open, and that's not going to change. So uh, I don't know that there's a quick fix for that offense. Okay. So we, we, Great point there. we waited on Russell Wilson. We've waited on Aaron Rodgers. Wait, are we? Is this it? That's the, it for coach. I want to. Is he ask, a good coach, Shield? That was excellent. You yeah, went through all those coaches. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Can I? Ask, I feel so mean. I yeah. mean, I, I just spent like five, seven minutes crushing guys. I know. Listen, right. Well, we weren't going to give you Belichick and uh, you know Tomlin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So we know Rodgers is struggling. We know Russell Wilson is struggling. Is Tom Brady going to get better? What's going on here? You know, that's a. T- I watched Tom Brady, and I go, he he looks good to me. Like he's still throwing the ball well. Physically, it's not like, oh, he just fell off a cliff. Like, he looks fine to me. Now, that game last week, they were getting beat up a little bit up front. I was surprised that they didn't have more receivers open in that game, given who the Steelers were trotting out there in their secondary. I'm still holding out kind of hope for that offense. I think they got to get some of these young offensive linemen some more reps. I think their wide receivers are finally healthy. And the Tom, listen, the vibes around Tom Brady are terrible. There's no doubt about it. Going back to last no season, the, the, the off season, it's like, all right, so there's stuff going on. We all know there's stuff going on. There's no doubt about it. But then I watch him, and on some of these throws, I go, yeah, that looks like the guy we've seen the past two years. The arm strength is there, uh, all those things. And so I'm holding out hope. I, you know, it, it could go south. There's no doubt about it. But I would say if you ask me to pick which way is it going to go, I think there will be a moment in December where we're having a conversation on the Bucks, the favorites, to get to the Super Bowl. I have kind of some faith that they'll figure it out. Wow, interesting. Shio Kapati is our guest. He's a host of the new Ringer podcast. It's called Philly Special because I was going to say, this is a Philly-based podcast. Eagles are the only unbeaten team in the NFL. I was going to ask you if they met the Bucks again in the playoffs, how different would it look this time than what we saw last year? Shield, do you think that the Eagles are the best team in the NFL with that 6-0 and record? Uh, not in the NFL. I think if they faced the Bills or the Chiefs on a neutral field, those teams would certainly be uh, favored against the Eagles. Uh, in the NFC, Right now, yeah, if they played this weekend, I would say yes. But to your question, if they played again in January and they played the Bucks, I mean, I think it would be a good game. I think the Eagles have answers specifically with A.J. Brown that they did not have last year. I mean, he just solved so many problems for him. It's third and three. It's third down in the red zone. Hey, what should we do? Oh, let's, let's throw a slant to A.J. Brown. He'll knock the defender to the ground and pick up 12, 15 yards. Like, he has just... Uh, come come through for them in so many high-leverage situations already. So uh, I think it will be a close game. I think the Bucks are still very talented. I would trust Todd Holt and that defense to get after the Eagles a little bit. But uh, certainly from a talent standpoint, you have to put the Eagles up there against any team, uh, certainly in the NFC right now. Okay, so you're doing this podcast for the Ringer, the Philly special with Ben Solak, NFL writer extraordinaire. He's kind of from the Poconos. I guess that's close enough. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. That's up to you guys. You want to yeah, count him as I Philly? Mean, I'm not going to wade into that geographical yeah, quagmire. Like, 
Do you, I mean I know you have the Philly credentials. Have you you've been there for the crushing losses year after year? <laughs> but it's sort of what's the mentality of the podcast? Is what is a Philly fan? Help explain to people. How many who are batteries Philly. are you throwing yeah, at yeah, yeah, various yeah. Can you childhood boo, figures? Is booing translate in a podcast? What's your strategy here? <laughs> oh my god! I was so proud. My daughter and I went to the Phillies games uh, last weekend, and just showing her here's when you boo, here's how you boo. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the heartwarming moments of being a father. I mean, that was right there for any of them. But, yeah, no, I, I think, listen, I, I grew up watching those, those McNabb Eagles teams and the Iverson uh, Sixers teams, and I was 10 years old when the Phillies uh, got to the World Series in 93, so I feel like I have a good history there. Ben has mostly been an Eagles fan uh, for his entire life, so he's got a great history there and can really break down kind of the X's and O's. But, yeah, we get into it all. Like, I'll be doing Phillies postgame pods for every remaining game. And for the Eagles, I'm like an NFL writer, and I don't really have that fandom anymore. I'm kind of I'm, I'm an objective reporter. But for the Phillies, I can just fan out. Like, I, I'm going nuts, living and dying with these games. So the podcast has been a really fun change-up for me that allows me to do that. I love it. It's first steps, first time you ride a bike, first father-daughter dance, first time you boo Bryce Harper when he strikes <laughs> out with runners on first and third. It's great, Sheila. <laughs> it's what every parent really dreams of. Again, congrats. The Ringer Philly special, you can find it on Spotify. It's a brand new collaboration. Uh, couldn't be happier for you. And don't be a stranger. Let's talk again soon. Absolutely, guys. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Sheila. Show Kapadia from The Ringer. I mean... I have to take a step back here because I'm going to start sounding obnoxious, but this really is a golden era of Philly sports this month. This I is, know. Look at you guys. This is crazy. The Eagles, not only are the Eagles 6-0, and their schedule is a complete joke. They're going to win 14 games. Wait, and I'm not even being overly optimistic there. Before we get to that, though, yeah. I mean, have you taught your daughters when to boo? Because I feel but, like Shields out here kind of running circles around you for dad of the year in terms of Philadelphia stuff. So it's a little complicated. My... My daughters have a big Boston influence on my wife's side of the family. Oh, so double booing. So we have They're great to, at this already. They're kinda, I have to pick and choose my spots. Also, they kind of they're not into sports yet. I'm having trouble explaining. My daughter says that everyone on ESPN just sits there and whines all day long. I'm like, oh, you've been listening. <laughs> but she watches all the shows with me. <laughs> so I have to work on this. You have to help me, Maggie. <laughs> Getting a big no comment from this side of the room. Coming up, my top five quarterbacks of the moment with a big twist comes your way next. 